You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you will explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy Friday. You made it another week. I am so, so grateful that you have chosen to spend some of your Friday with me. We're headed in the weekend A new week is on the horizon as well. Another chance for you to conquer everything on your list. Happy, happy, happy Friday. And thank you so much for being here. You're listening to another episode of Friday Free Talk of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, episode number 37. You're back for part two of Bullying in the Birth World. Now, today's episode is all about advocating for yourself, knowing, you know, what things you should be aware of and where to find this information, but also things that you can do to advocate for yourself. But before I I jump into today's episode, I really want to give a follow-up to last week's episode because You guys deserve such a huge thank you, and I am hugging every one of y'all's necks right now. I am so, so, so thankful for all of you. So I just want to start out by saying a big, huge thank you for all of the love. People shared with me their own stories. People shared with me their perspective. People shared with me messages that they had received from the bully doula, like, You guys, I am as serious as a heart attack. This is the most insane thing. It is bonkers. A mind-blowing number of people have reached out to me, and it's truly bonkers. But thank you to everyone who has sent me, you know, things and messages and told me your stories. This tribe makes me feel safe. Um, This bully doula is 100% exposed, and I owe it all to you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. You know, along with all the people who have, like, come out of the woodworks, there's so many questions, too, that people have been asking. And I'm not sure that we're ever going to have those answers because... She literally cannot contact me on any platform. She has virtually no way to get a hold of me. So she, she, oh, she could write a letter. I guess she could write a letter. I like getting letters in the mail. So it'll remain a mystery, I think. Like, as for me, you know, I'll just, I'll wish that she gets to a place of peace, you know. And I've been asked, like, what if she says, sorry. Here's the bottom line. I called this person distraught not knowing what the hell was going on you guys I was she literally heard the hurt and the disbelief and the sheer betrayal in my voice like she saw it on my face and she continued until 
win until she said she was sorry until I publicly said something like absolutely not I will not tolerate this behavior from a grown-ass woman and that is who I think she is as a person so she will not ever be welcome in this village because I mean I said this in part one I do have a zero tolerance policy for bullying and I feel strongly that that is very indicative of who you are as a human and for me hopefully she just knows that she's been forgiven by me because I know who I am I know what I stand for I know my education and my experience I know what I'm doing and that's creating something that's much bigger than a tiny little bully and I also believe it's up to the client to choose who they have at their birth I know I surround myself with positive light and energy and right now I am choosing to close this door so now on to the real show and boy this is just as heavy as last week's episode oh my goodness patient and provider relationships that get brutal or get violent or get manipulative or my goodness so many things they happen all the time so I remember hearing of a woman in Alabama, and her name is Caroline Malatesta, and she feels like she was manipulated into a bait and switch, and then she was brutally, brutally assaulted during her birth. So you guys should just um, Google, you should just Google her name, Caroline Malatesta, um, M-A-L-A-T-E. STA or you can just google Alabama birth trauma and it will be the first thing that pops up I promise so this hospital promised her um, that they were very natural and hands-off and that they would allow her to have the birth that she wanted and that was very 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 far from what she experienced I looked at several articles that covered this and it is actually mind-blowing every single one I feel so sad reading this but also so angry so caution to the wise before you haul off and go googling it you know and, and reading so many articles but definitely I would check out the story because she was um you know like flipped over aggressively while her child was like basically being born crowning basically you know like coming out of her and the nurse in her birth literally held her child into her while it her body was working against the nurse like her body was trying to expel this baby not to get too graphic but could you imagine trying to poop or pee or throw up and someone physically stopping that that would be so uncomfortable and also traumatizing. Can you believe that? She describes in, in various articles that these nurses literally held her against her will onto the bed and that she was struggling to move her body and get into a position that was not only comfortable but also to let her baby out. Can you imagine that being your birth? That is, that is traumatizing to even think about. So I remember seeing this article and then I became a doula and this 
opened my eyes to a very different side that I didn't really know. I've had to work through it kind of myself before I knew how to do it or how to guide someone in doing it. So I'm going to start with the things to know and then we can go to the things to do. Since this is all about advocating, it's things that you need to know about and then things that you need to take action on. So things to know are actually things that you want to know about, that I want you to know about so that you can take action for yourself, which will come in the things to do. So you know how I say that you have choices in pretty much everything? It's very few cases that you don't have a choice in, and sometimes that can be um, like a medical condition that you really don't have any other choice. You have only one safe choice in that situation. Um, and your provider will be able to tell you that. But in in a lot of other things, you do have choices. So that might be your provider. Like you might need to change providers. That might be your team. Maybe you decide that you can put a better team together. Or choices. You can change your mind at any time. It's kind of that no means no rule. Like you are in charge of your body in that birth room and in that birth process, um, your position, your stance on something. You know, there are so many things. There's endless things, your birth plan, your birth idea, like the way that you want this to go. You changed your mind. Like there's, you are in charge in that room. And so in order to know your choices, I want you to know about some books and documentaries and websites and information, resources that are really helpful and um, yeah, that I think will just help you out and that might help you be able to have your hands on evidence-based practices and what the research says so that you can make the best choice for your family since you have so many choices. So books, let's start with books because OMG, I love to read and since I am literally obsessed with birth and babies and infants and motherhood and the human body and the human mind and mindset and oh my goodness literally all of it the universe like I'm so obsessed with all of it because I see so much how it is intertwined and how much one little shift can affect everything else and that shift can either be positive or it can be negative. And so it's my job to, if it's negative, turn that around and make sure it's positive. And if it's already positive, to make sure that they are really getting the most and reaching that full potential of all of those shifts and making sure everything is working like a well-oiled machine. So the books that I recommend to you for evidence-based stuff, but also just information for you to just know and consider and have this in the back of your mind when you are having a baby. Um, my top books. Okay, here they are. My first one and favorite one is Pushed by Jennifer Block. And it's actually Pushed, The Painful Truth About Childbirth and Modern Maternity Care. And oh my goodness, it will open your eyes, y'all. Like you want to have this book if you're going to have a baby. Like you just want to know these things. I think it's just about awareness for me. Next one is Expecting Better by Emily Olson. And she breaks down all of the common things. So things like cat litter and caffeine and eating meats and eating fish and sushi. And she breaks down all the things. 
The next book on my list is Born in the USA, and that's by Marsden Wagner. And I just think that that one has a really great um, perspective. I think that a lot like Push, it will really open your eyes to a lot. And yep, it's just a must read. So the last book that I love is Birth, The Surprising History of How We Are Born by Tina Cassidy. And again, it just opens your eyes to so, so, so much. So those those are the ones that I go to for evidence-based stuff and kind of for you to get the history of how birth went from being in the homes under midwifery care to the hospital under, you know, very medicalized practices. It will help you see kind of the route that, that maternity care took. So I also have my three top favorites, um, which are not going to be anything mind-blowing, but this is a question that I get a lot, so I'm going to answer it. The three books that I recommend, um, top books for for birth, like preparation, is going to be Mindful Birthing by Nancy Bardacki, I think is how you say her name, Birthing from Within by Pam England and Rob Horowitz, and then Ina Mae Gaskin's um, guide, guide to Childbirthing. So, of course, those are my top three. They are not anything super special, but they are some of my favorites for birthing people. Um, let me know if you want books for partners or your support team or to transition to parenthood, any of that, postpartum. I have recommendations for all of those, but those are my top three to prepare you for childbirth. So documentaries are the next thing that I always recommend. I feel like seeing stuff before you go in has two different, like two different, there are two different people out there. So you have people who it will make very nervous and they don't want to see it and those people generally are very aware of it they know that they don't want to see it they know that it will cause them anxiety and I always respect that obviously I mean gosh I feel like I shouldn't even have to say that um yeah so I always respect that you don't have to do this but for the people who do find comfort in seeing it and that helps you feel prepared so I'm one of those people so if I can like see it I think it helps me think it through. It helps me understand a little better about what it might be like. So first on the list is Why Not Home. I absolutely love this. I actually went to um, the like premiere showing of it here in Boston. Um, it was really awesome. So it is a OBGYN that decided to have her babies at home and then when she kind of went through this process she realized that there are so many, so, so, so many providers out there who have their babies at home and practice in the hospital system and that is for those of you going okay who cares that's kind of contradictory because um a lot of them kept it a secret first of all a lot of them either didn't tell people or they told people very um last minute um or even after the baby was here so it was generally a secret, but I think it's so contradictory because midwifery care at home looks very, very different than hospital care. And I think a lot of those doctors, they explain in the video their reasonings behind 
caring the way that they do. And, and a lot of it is because of hospital policies or insurance policies or because someone above them has told them that they must do this in that situation. They must do that in this situation and, you know, all the vice versas and, and here's how you have to care for your patients. But they know that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, they know also that people, there are some people out there that obviously need medicalized birth and they need that medical support. And that is what that is for, and they understand that, but they also know that the use of medical support in birth is, you know, so widely used when really it's not that necessary. And I'm not just talking about home births. Like, there are birth centers and hospitals out there that really do let you have a very hands-off, um, you know, birthing person body-led birth. Like, they they totally exist out there, but you just have to know what to look for. So why not home? Make sure that you watch that. Next is Business of Being Born. That's going to be a lot along the lines of the books that you read, like The Push, The Born in the USA, The Birth, The Expecting Better, how sometimes what we think is not exactly the truth. And it's also maybe... It didn't. We, it will answer how we kind of got to have the maternity care that we have today. So business of being born, um, and don't worry about jotting all these down. They'll be in the show notes. We're also gonna gonna make a freebie for this. So um, next is forty weeks, and this one is a little funny. It's kind of comical. Um, it's it's it interviews moms. So moms are like speaking in it, and they're talking about pregnancy and stuff. Another really fascinating one is Nat Geo, so National Geographics, in the womb. It is absolutely fascinating. Try try that one out. And then lastly is babies. And this one is all about infant development, and obviously that's like my jam. If that is not really a care of yours, um, I still suggest you kind of check it out so that you, again, know what to expect. But if you don't really want that prep or that will just give you more anxiety, of course, you don't have to watch that. So those are my documentary suggestions. Next up is websites. So obviously number one and what I recommend the most is evidence-based births and she has so much content out there all the way, um, I mean all for free. So all of it is completely free. Just go to evidencebasedbirths.com and in the little search bar you can type a topic and most likely she will have something about it. Another one is Kelly Mom. So this is a breastfeeding one and she also is one that has so much free content out there. So if you have a question, you can just Google this really quick, kellymom.com and you know, there you go. She is there to answer all of your questions, literally all of them. There's so much content. Just type it into the search bar. Another breastfeeding one that I like is Le Leche League. So L-E-L-E-C-H-E and then League. They have so much information as well. Um, and I find that most of it is really digestible, but some of it is super overwhelming. Um, so just, I guess, poke around with caution if you tend to get overwhelmed easily. Another one that I love to tell people um, to do in their pregnancy um, is spinning babies. So they have so many resources out there too, um, free content that you can just find on their 
their website and it tells you how to like get rid of common pains and um, help your baby get into optimal position and how to do certain stretches. Um, spinning babies is really awesome. I'm trained in spinning babies and I use it at every single birth with every single client. It is one of the most valuable trainings I have ever attended and um, yeah, I love spinning babies. I use it at every single birth so check it out. Lastly is an app and I've never used it personally but I have heard really great reviews about it so you guys can check it out and let me know or if you have your own apps that you absolutely love for um, nutrition so babycenter.com has an app and it's called My Pregnancy and apparently it has really awesome things and you can like type in what you want to eat and it can tell you if it's safe for pregnancy and if it's limited how much you can have and all the goods, all the goods for that. So I think those are all my resources, books, documentaries, websites, an app. Um, oh no, you know what I forgot? Blogs. So I have a blog and I have so many articles out there for you as well. So honestly, hop over to www.tbhdoula.blogspot.com and all the things should be there. I don't have all of the Friday free talks as as blogs, but all of the guest podcasts are um, put into blog format, so you can check that out. There's free content and um, my thoughts on things on there as well. Another thing is to check out other mom blogs. So while this isn't evidence-based and it is not, um, you know, medical stuff, which anything medical you should obviously be checking with your provider but these are just real life examples of motherhood so I think that checking out other people's blogs can help you understand kind of what's normal and what you can expect and what it might be like and people will share the greatest stories and people will also share the worst stories so make sure that when you're checking it out you're doing a healthy balance and you're like surrounding yourself with really awesome stories so that is the energy that you are not only embedding in your brain and your mind and your mindset but you're also attracting that same energy so you're going to attract really good vibes for your own birth and if you are someone who likes to be prepared and you just kind of want to know read a couple stories about like challenges people faced with x y z whatever make sure that you're looking into it i totally hear you on that one i would also want to do the same but make sure that mainly you are surrounding yourself with really joyous, successful stories and people who are resilient and not necessarily people who have had the easiest time being pregnant, childbirth, their child is literally perfect, they got pregnant on the first try. Like, I totally get where you are right now. You don't want to hear other people's successes, but what you do want to hear are people who've had challenges and who have overcome that and shown the resiliency and been able to really take it by the horns and say like you know what I am going to do this and I'm going to make it work and I won't stop until we get there those are the people that you want to be reading their blogs so make sure that you're reading lighthearted people who make you happy and they lift you up and boom you have a tribe of online mom friends that you can hop online read their blog you can follow them on Instagram you'll feel like you know them the people I follow on Instagram I literally feel like I know them. They are my Insta friends. I refer to them as my Insta friends. So check out blogs. They're real life people. 
just like you, telling their story, and they can be in your tribe because they have joined my tribe too. So if you want to know about fear-based care in America, you can listen to episode number 20 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, and I talked to Shana Dewitt, and she she tells her own story of fear-based care in America and how her births were radically different and also how she feels like she was manipulated in her own childbirth experience. So check that out and then show her some love. You can find her on Instagram. It's all linked. Let her know how strong she is and that you appreciate her sharing her story. So now on to things that you can do to advocate for yourself. So number one, research, research, research. Research, research, research. Did you get it? I'm not even saying it right. I can't talk. Research, research, research. I can't say it enough. So do your research. Here are the things I already gave them to you that that you can do to research books, documentaries, websites, get on people's blogs. You can also, you know what, check out other countries and what they do. So other countries have obviously different policies than we do. So you can check out what they do and see what their outcomes are and see if that's something that you might want to talk to your doctor about if it would be allowed here, if it would be, you know, a suitable alternative. There's also so many alternatives out there. Remember, you have choices and everything. So number one, do your research. Number two, speak up. So ask all of the questions. You want to know what alternatives are out there. Here's where your research comes in. So you want to know What can you do instead of that nasty orange drink? What can you do instead of manually turning your breech, baby? What can you do, insert X, Y, Z? So you want to be doing your research. Here's another reason that a doula is really awesome. So we just kind of have this research, right? It just kind of is second knowledge to us. We also have, obviously, access to tons of evidence-based things that can help you make your decision, but we just kind of have this information in our back pockets so you can just ask us. Number three, communicate with your birth support. So anyone who is supporting you in your birth, whether, you know, and that that definitely includes the people who are in your birth room, but it also includes the people who are like in your immediate circle that you come in contact with every single week during your pregnancy. So there's only 40 of them. If someone is mean to you for all of those or just any of those really it's really not that long of a period that you can guarantee everybody's gonna bounce back like you need to make sure that you are really 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 staying in control of the energy around you so don't be afraid to create space for people with poor um you know they don't really respect your boundaries so poor you know boundary setting i don't know people who cross boundaries when you are when you are pregnant and your baby's not even here yet they will continue to do that in postpartum and it will stress you out so much so make sure that you're communicating with your birth support of kind of your expectations and you can really you can use intentional language and ask them to use the same intentional language you can let them know you know this is a really positive experience for me I'm trying to keep the energies very positive so You know, all the things that I say right now about myself and my body and my birth and my baby and everything, I'm trying to reframe it and say it in a positive way. And if I can't, 
then I can ask for help or I can think about different perspectives or I can just hang on to it until I find the answer of being able to say it positively. There's so many options. Again, you have options and everything, right? So communicating with your birth support exactly what you want and then also during your birth, you want them to know what your goals are during your birth and this includes your provider. So your provider, all the people who are going to be present um, and then postpartum as well. So whoever's going to be with you immediately after having your baby, you want them to know kind of what your expectations are of your infant care is probably number one for moms because they they care for their babies first and then but then also for you like you want people to know that it's really important to you that you you know get a nap every single day or that you are reminded to drink water or that you are wanting to try breastfeeding but if it doesn't work out then you're open to alternatives um you know whatever your expectations are like you can do anything and everything of options and all of it and I don't think it really matters what you choose or it doesn't for me at least I suppose some of your birth support parents and and in-laws and sometimes partners and and all the people so I get it your family might might care but communicating them to them just what you need and exactly what you expect can be super helpful in that situation. So that leads me into my next point, number four. Mind your headspace. So you really want to be intentional. I know that shocks you to hear coming out of my voice the the intentionality of it all, but truly be intentional. And that's number five. So three through five are truly super connected. You want to be really mindful of your headspace and you want to be intentional of the things that you're allowing. That means the people, that means advocating for yourself, that means communicating, that means asking all the questions, that means doing all of your research, that means knowing your alternatives. You have a really big responsibility here. You truly can control your birth experience, you have that power inside of you. I know you do. I've seen it happen. I believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. I can't do that for you. But if you need someone to believe in you with you, I am your girl. So I want to tell you guys about a couple um, stories that I know about Headspace and how it has um, helped helped parents. So I've seen several natural childbirth and every one of those parents were totally in control of their mindset like 100% in control I have seen parents come back from panic attacks in in labor like during labor having panic attacks being able to come back from them you know after they were able to reset their mindset I attended a childbirth ed class one time that a parent in there completely broke down. She completely just was sobbing. I'm talking full on break your heart sobbing because she felt like she was not with the right provider. Those people need to definitely pump the brakes, a hard stop, make a U-turn, make those things right. I have a client right now that was told that if anything happened to her baby, that she would have to go two weeks without seeing her baby. Is that insane? That's bonkers. You guys, the bullying, it is out of control. Like, it just really is. It happens so, so, so often. Like, it's insane. It really is bonkers. So I came across 
an article and I want to read these two these two examples out to you just to give you a little bit of an idea of what birth trauma can look like and how it, it happens so often. So I want to share two examples of what I found online. I mean, they're they're literally everywhere. Again, please, please, please don't haul off and go Googling all of these and reading all of them, but definitely familiarize yourself with them. So here, and maybe these two will be enough and it will open your eyes and you can like do your own research and really know where you stand on these things before you go into your birth. Again, it's okay if it changes, but I think that you definitely want to be aware of what could happen. So here's one. You and your baby could die and this is on you. Is that what you want? Her OB made everyone leave the room so that she could be spoken to alone. And she even closed the door so nobody else could hear. This ended up slowing the contractions because, of course, this birthing parent was afraid. And it resulted in a C-section. Another one says, at my 30-week appointment, the OB told me she was just going to do a cervical exam. The exam was excruciating, and I didn't understand why. The next morning, I lost my plug and realized that she had stripped my membranes, and I did not consent to or even know what she had done to me. My labor ended in a failed induction and unnecessary C-section. I am still dealing with the physical and emotional scars of my first birth. I felt assaulted and isolated. I was 19. Can you imagine that? Y'all, this happens all the time, and it is so appalling how much goes unreported, and people don't even know what's happening with their bodies, and part of that is getting consent, but part of that is people really understanding what their rights are and knowing the alternatives that you don't have to have it one way or another. So to review the things that you can do to advocate yourself, number one is research, research, research. Make sure you are doing your due diligence in knowing what's happening. And you can do these things through books and documentaries and websites and apps and all sorts of things. You have so much content at your fingertips. Number two, speak up. Make sure that you're asking all of your questions and know what your alternatives are because you have so many of them. Number three, communicate with your birth team. Number four, mind your head space. And number five, be intentional. But that is just everything in life. That's literally my life motto. So make sure that you are being intentional. And remember, if you're being bullied, you do not have to stay in that relationship. You can absolutely end that care or give yourself space from that person or if it gets bad enough or, you know, like, like what I've done, you've had to cut that person completely out of your life and put up barriers to keep them away. If you need my help with resources, uh, feel free to, to reach out. You know where to find me. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribe? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.